I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Dogs, a water hose is turning us around. We aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. anybody I would like to live a long life longevity has its place but I'm not concerned about that now I just want to do God's will and he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land I may not get there with you But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Hey, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. This is Ben Carter, your favorite life transformation coach, your new best friend, your confidant, your support system, your father, your uncle, (laughs) your shopping buddy, all things. I'm every man. It's all in me. Anything you want done, baby, I'll do it spiritually. How are you all? Welcome back to a a brand new show, a brand new show. And this show comes uh, at the very beginning of Black History Month. Black History Month has been in the news a bit this uh, past few weeks because someone from the African-American community made a statement about Black History Month not being necessary and I didn't think that statement was necessary, but we are all entitled to our own opinion. I get where some people come from where I wish there wasn't a need for us to indefinitely and explicitly say we are black, you know, we are here, we deserve to be respected. But I think American culture, and I'll gently and prettily say it that way, has proven that they do not like, you know, a lot of other different nationalities, races, creeds, cultures, and the Afro-American black Negro just so happens to be, you know, public enemy number one. (laughs) For whatever reason, I really, if you think about the history of racism, I really don't get it. I don't really understand how we became the offender when we were the offended, when we had the transgression 
brought upon us, you know. And so as we embrace this month to really, really learn and take the opportunity to soak in and bask in the richness of this culture and the diversity of this uh, ethnicity of where we all come from, I think that we have to be conscious of everyone's culture and everyone's ethnicity and appreciate and love them for that. So this show celebrates that. Um, this show is really going to shine some light on that. You know, I am a life transformation coach. I am a motivational speaker. I write, you know, I do a little bit of everything. I have been gifted to do a lot of things. My purpose in life is to act as a portal, as a vessel. Life coaching, motivational speaking, teaching, writing are all just instruments that I use to deliver the, the creator's uh, point across and, you know, get mine in there a little bit too. <laughs> so this show isn't necessarily going to be about me attempting to coach anything. It's really not. It's going to be about me just sharing experience. That's what I've been doing for the last two or three shows, sharing experience and hoping that you extract and learn from it in that capacity. Just really talking about what I've lived, what I've observed, not necessarily saying that this is fact and follow me and follow my opinion. Whether you do or don't, that is totally up to you. I respect you. I love you. I am just sharing love. I am sharing knowledge. I am sharing my POV. So if you want to be coached by me, if you want to hang out with me, uh, head on over to my official website, www.livellccoaching.com, where you can download uh, free ebooks, where you can register for on online e-learning courses, where you can download life assessment tools so that you can identify which areas in your life you want to improve grow, nurture, elevate, graduate. I call that tool the grade your life tool. Are you living an amazing life? A is for A or are you living a frightened life? Frightened is for F. <laughs> or are you completely withdrawn? You can also head over to my Facebook page. My Facebook page where I post a lot of, where I'm starting to post a lot of personal um videos and all of that showing you me going to the Wally World, going to Target, going to Starbucks. Why? Because I just want you to see me hanging out, get an idea of who I am, what my life looks like. You can do that by going to www.facebook.com and going to the Ben Carter Coaching Experience. You can find me on Instaphoto. It's Instagram.com. Uh, live LLC coaching so there are a lot of free resources out there a lot of videos a lot of tools that you can use to support you in either building personal relationships and better personal habits or pursuing a greater job opportunity a bigger better fresher deafer career you know all of those things I, I have experienced those different dimensions of wellness in my life and I just write ebooks and create online tools that support other folks in moving beyond where they currently are into something bigger than uh, where they currently are so that's that stuff that is the logistics 
the preliminary stuff. This show, what is this show all about? What is this show called? This particular show is called Uncomfortable with Greatness. Uncomfortable with Greatness. And if you read the 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 biologue, <laughs> there he is making up a word again. It's kind of like the the biography slash dialogue. The biologue to this particular episode or radio show. I talked a lot and I addressed teenagers with really getting comfortable with identifying themselves as great human beings, as great young men, as great young women. And they were the inspiration for this particular show. So this show came about a few weeks ago when I was the MC. And I was not a sucker MC, might I add. <laughs> I was the MC of my cousin's daughter's party. So she's my little cousin, but I'm like an uncle. And I just kind of filled in some space, kept order of operation, you know. Uh, but I'm a life coach. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a dad. I'm an uncle of a 17-year-old girl. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. And I just... When I see kids, my immediate thing is to protect and love on them and encourage them. And that's what I did. It probably wasn't the most appropriate place, but I was, I needed to say it. <laughs> I needed to say it. And I addressed them and I let them know that it's inappropriate, especially the young ladies, to be addressed as thoughts and bitches and hoes and those things that we call young women and that we put in our music and we put in our videos and we put in our songs and it's just ridiculous and unacceptable and it's inappropriate to be called and it's inappropriate to be called thugs and it's inappropriate to be labeled all of those things and because the room was filled with brown kids um, teenagers of color I really was speaking to them based on what I had been through. If you listen to the show from last week, then you know what I had been through. Some of the experiences that I've had facing racism. And I never wanted to be that guy. When I tell you, I never wanted to be that guy to talk about racism. I hate it. I don't like the discussion. I never wanted to be that old dude talking about black history and, you know, stand up for yourself. I never wanted to be that corny guy quoting Whitney Houston, I believe the children are our future, teach them well and let them lead the... Ugh, ugh. Beautiful voice, Whitney, but I just cringe at it because it's become such a cliche. But guess what? That's who I've turned into. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Help me. Help me. That's who I've turned into. That guy. That uncle that dad and let me tell you I'm not a perfect dad I'm not a perfect uncle I still struggle I still struggle with this being a disciplinarian and teaching and guiding or when I see my niece just wanting to have fun instead of encouraging and speaking greatness and speaking purpose and so I'm checking myself just like I'm asking you all to check yourselves Call your brother, call your sister, call your kids, call your niece, your nephew, and tell them to sit down and listen to this show because we're going to bring some attention to some things that I don't like. 
And one of the things that I didn't like at that party is that the kids were mum when I was saying that. And I didn't expect them to jump up and give me a high five because I am an older Jew, right? So it was appropriate that they were like, who the hell is this old guy? <laughs> who is this? But it was inappropriate that they looked down at the table or into their phones or chatted with each other when I was speaking wellness, greatness, purpose into them, that they did not identify with that, that it bored them and it turned them off. And what was even more shocking is that when I looked to my left where the adults were sitting, some of them were behaving the same exact way, which let me know that something is completely off with the way that we feel about ourselves. Our radar for greatness and purpose should go on red alert when we hear someone speaking that into our, our physical being and into our spiritual being. And if we go numb to that, and then when the music get hot, we go twerk, twerk, twerk that thing, twerk, 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 twerk that thing, something is completely off. <laughs> completely off and that's what happened and I was kind of hanging out chilling out you know my duties were over by that point when they were dancing and my cousin I mentioned her in a couple of shows she's probably gonna end up killing me um, shout out to Latasha and her son DJ who said he was not videoing the uh, twerkation <laughs> he's blaming it on another family member um, can you tell I love my family I love my family Anyway, she came over there. She was like, no, I can't believe it. Some of those girls, the way that they're dancing. So long story short, there was a lot of stripper-like behavior. So their twerk had gone from friendly, cute twerk, if you could have such a thing, to full-out, you know, Magic City twerkation thong, drop it like it's hot, you know make it rain on me situation and that was unacceptable for a sweet 16 that was unacceptable for a 16 year old to do that in front of adults and not understand that it's not appropriate and so I'm not ragging on them because there is I really believe in my heart of hearts that 80% of them didn't even realize that it wasn't the thing to do but that's what made me think about this show is that they didn't realize and that somewhere we're not teaching our kids that there is a time and a place for everything. And sometimes there is no time for some things. You get me? Sometimes there is no time for some things. If it is going to degrade who you are, and disrespect who you are, you might not, should not be doing that thing. So that's what we're going to discuss on this show. On this show, that's what we're going to discuss. And I think that it's important, and, and I never wanted to be this guy, oh my gosh, but I am the preachy, teachy guy, oh gosh. Oh, that's who I am. I remind myself of, I remember sitting in the eighth grade, Bergen Street School in Newark and we had a principal who would always call assemblies just to really speak and preach to us. <laughs> I can't, what's his name, Mr. Melvin? I don't know. Uh, who went to school with me? Nikki? What's his name? I don't remember his name. But he would just 
pound us, pound us. You know, you're not thugs. You're not, you know, you're not any of those things. Get off these street corners. Stop selling these drugs. Stop having babies at 13, 14, 15 years old. You're better than this. You're better than this. Went completely over my head. I didn't get it. Didn't get it. And what he was trying to do was make me get it then so I would not have to live a life of undervaluing who I am and having to discover that I am great, I am purposed, that I do have a bright future, that there is a destiny for me, that no one is born into this earth and intended or meant to be shot dead. I don't believe that when we were put on this earth that the intention for us was to die brutal, violent deaths or live uh, lives full of poverty and lack and impoverished and undereducated. I don't believe that. That's my belief. I believe that life is here to present challenges and those challenges are intended to make us stronger, make us better, make us greater. So if you don't remember anything that I say or have ever said, understand that victory belongs to you. It is your birthright. Abundance is your birthright. You will win. You are victory. You are greatness. And finally, in the words of one of my distant mentors, Iyanla Van Zant, you matter. You matter. Start living like it. Start acting like it. God dang it, start dancing like it. Two words that I want you to take from here today. You matter. Breathe on that with me. You matter. Who you are matters. What you do matters. Because you matter. How you do what you do matters. Because you have a life in your hands. And your life is in the hand of an angel. So how you spend that life moment by moment, day by day, it matters. You matter. You should be listening to this show because I really believe that every person listening is great. You know, it doesn't matter to me if you're 12, 13, 14. As a matter of fact, if you are 12, 13, 14, 15, do me a favor. Get this out of your head right now. If you're 17, 18, 19, stop thinking that everything that adults do or folks that are older than you, everything that they do and say to you is to punish you. That's so stupid. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't be uh, a jerk, right? And think that they don't want me to have fun. Of course we want you to have fun. As parents, we don't want to be bothered with you half the time. So we want you to have fun, but we need to be able to trust that your fun is healthy and that your fun is not degrading you and that your fun is not embarrassing us. So of course we want you to have fun. We want you to be able to go out and be safe and do the right thing, right? We don't want to call saying that 
because you let them go out tonight, they did such and such and such and either ended up in jail or dead. So get that out of your head. It's such a silly, silly thing that we've accepted as parents, as kids, as young people, as old people that it's okay to be young and dumb and stupid and foolish. It's not okay because guess what? The decisions you make at 12, 13, 14, 15, you will either reap the benefit or live through the repercussion of that as you are 21, 22, 23, 24. There were some people who made choices when they were 16 just ironing out the wrinkles from that at 40 years old. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk to yourself. Okay? So you're listening to this show because in this show you're going to get your power back. You are going to identify that you are powerful. You are going to understand that your power is in your respect, your self-respect. Your power is in your self-control. Your power is in your effective communication and in your language. Your power is in the way that you love on people and tell people to love and treat you. Do you understand that? If you don't, you will by the end of the show. <laughs> so this is what you all need to know. This is what you need to know. First of all, young ladies, young men, especially of color, and I hate to call it out like that, but you are my children. You are my sons, my daughters, my nieces, my nephews. You are responsible for taking care of me. And I'm still a young dude, but you all are starting to make me feel a little bit more mature. How about wise? I'll use that word. It's important that you understand it's not cool by any mean to be identified as an N-I-G-G-A or an N-I-G-G-E-R. I don't care if you're rapping it in a song to each other. It's not cool. And adults, this is for you too, to refer to yourself or your good girlfriend as a bitch. I don't like that. That's my preference. There's power in your words. If you are not calling your good girlfriend queen on a regular basis, if you're not calling your good girlfriend purposed on a regular basis, if you're not speaking into your good girlfriend's life, destiny fulfilled, health and wealth elevated and graduated, if you're not speaking into your best friend's life, the, the prosperity and the potential of a thousand kings and queens, then guess what? You don't have a right. You do not have the permission to call them out of their name if you're not calling them out into their purpose. That is just the truth, and I have to check myself on that. If I spend more time using words and language against you that traditionally is intended to harm you, then I need to check myself because I should be speaking things that are going to grow you and things that are going to force you to stand in the spotlight of your own life. That's the truth. I have to accept it. You have to accept it. So you are not a bitch. You are not a hoe. You are not th that hoe over there, the thought. You're not any of those things. You're not any of those things, despite what you promote on social media, despite how you co-sign and give the high five to those networks and to those people who believe that we are less than human. To those people who believe that we are no more or, are, or aren't any better than what they think we are. 
And we give them permission to think that. We give them the invisible high five when we carry on in some of the ways that we carry on. So it's important that you understand how we came to where we are at this point with the acceptance of that. You know, the acceptance of highlighting the pimpism and the hoism uh, and the thugism and thinking that those were our only outlets for financial gain. You know, over some some point and over a period of time in this culture, in this country, um, we came to believe that it was okay to be treated less than human. We became comfortable with being treated inhumane. We began to answer to terms that were meant to be derogatory. And now we've created a generation, if not generations, of young men and young young women who think that they can reverse the meaning of those words and the meaning of where those words came from and make it cool and you shouldn't even want to make it cool don't make it cool at all don't even use it right so there's no need to reverse or try to rework or remake or remix anything Stand up and who you are. I don't know if we can even imagine a society without racism, without racial slurs, without racial slang, without racial jokes, without demeaning and minimizing and creating limitations on each other for each other. Can you imagine it? I try and I think very hard. But we have conditioned ourselves to believe the lie and when it is time to accept what is true, we resent it, we reject it, we abandon it. And what is true is that you are great. You are purposed, right? So you might think that I'm just saying that and that those words are just coming from my mouth. But those are not just my words. How do you think I got here? I was born in the quote-unquote ghetto too. I was born in the quote-unquote hood too. I was broke. My mother was a, a drug addict. My father was an alcoholic. Where do you think I get this from? It took many years of me accepting the lie that I was no more than what my neighborhood looked like. So whatever my neighborhood looked like, that's who I was. It took me many years to see that I am not the condition of my environment. And even though they say you are a product of your environment, you do not have to produce what your environment is intending to produce by way of drug addiction, alcoholism, poverty, lack, uneducation, teenage parents, the breakdown of the, the African-American um, Latino family structure. You don't have to produce that. You can change and live in the truth of who we, who we are. And the truth of who we are is that we are a tribal people. We are a community of warriors. We are a com community of intellectual, intellectual wealth based kings and queens. That's who we are. And that's not made up just for Black History Month. Do you think that is the case that that was just made up for Black History Month? It's not. It's not. 
Contrary to popular opinion, our history did not begin with slavery, young brother, young sister. You are not purposed. You were not born to be a gang member. I grew up in Newark and I'm just overwhelmed with all of the gang violence. I don't know how my, my brothers and sisters, meaning the folks that I went to school with and graduated with, our kids somehow believe that the only option for them is gang banging. Why, and, and why do you think that God put you on this earth or whoever you believe God to be? Do you think that you were born into this earth to hold down the block? And gangbang? Do you think that you were put on this earth to get pregnant by a gang member at 13 years old and be a grandmother at 38? Is that what you think? And I'm not judging you, but what I am asking you to do is call yourself on your judgment. What kind of decision making and critical thinking skills are we teaching our children if they believe? that no one else believes in them. So they have to make these choices. You do not. You should not. And I command over your life that from this day forward, you will not. And yes, that goes for your strippation, twerkation. <laughs> Pull yourself together, 16-year-old girl. Get up off that floor like that, stretching it wide like that and bending over, face down, ass up. You need to stop. You're not, you're not an adult. No matter what your body tells you, you are not an adult. You heard me? All right. <laughs> you are none of those things. You're not the thoughts. You're not the, the bitches. You're not the hoes. Even if you decide to start behaving in such a way and adopt a lifestyle that promotes your thoughtism, that promotes your thugism, that is not the intention for your life. You have become comfortable with being lackluster and mediocre when you need to be comfortable with your greatness, your magnificence, and elevating who you are as a young man and as a young woman. So there's a few things, right? So there's some teaching moments here because there's some things that you really, really need to know. You need to know who you are, right? I bet you all have no idea. Some of you probably do. When I say this name, King Musa, King Musa, King Mansa Musa. Do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? King Musa or King Mansa Musa um, lived way, 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 way back. Um, I think born in 1280. 1280, yeah, 1280. And at the time, um, the emperor in West Africa was the most wealthiest emperor in, in, in West Africa, um, responsible for the West African Mali Empire, um, really responsible for enlarging, owning, managing uh, territory in the Malian Empire. So, young man, pull your pants up because I call you King Musa. You have that, that hunger and that thirst to want more, the, the desire to live a luxurious life 
is in your bloodline, but you have ignored that it takes work to live that luxurious life. So you have got to get comfortable with doing the hard work. If you really want to be ruler over your finances, ruler over wealth, ruler over the empire, you have got to build your work ethic. This is in your bloodline. This is where you come from. This is not a made up fairy tale. Look it up. You Google everything else. Look it up. King Mansa Musa. That's M-A-N-S-A-M-U-S-A. All right? Stand firm in your kingdom. Stand firm. Stand up, young man. Pull your pants up. Hold your head up. Use the correct English. Stop slanging every damn thing. <laughs> hey, Makita. Hey, Nefertiti. Those are Afri African queens. Young ladies, did you know that even though we have so much going on in Africa now with the mistreatment of women, um, the Congo, the rape, the, the castration of, of women, you all come from a legacy of queens. This is not made up. It is not fairy tale. Look up Makita. Look up Amina. Look up Nefertiti. Understand where you come from. Understand the position these women have have taken and then understand this for those of you who believe that the white man gave us Christianity that white man gave us Christianity we have always been a spiritual people and Africa is a large continent with hundreds and thousands of different languages and dialects and it's a beautiful and scarred and intricate and complicated and historical and spiritual and rhythmic place and so you have to understand that even before slavery Queen Makida Queen Amina even before that that we had already started to adopt some form of Christianity and I'm not saying this because I want you to adopt Christianity what I'm what I'm doing is stating a fact that we simply were open and we had begun to embrace different elements um, I believe this was in the fourth century um, when we started to adopt the the Christian faith or some of the Christian process or Christian uh, belief that it was just a way of being able to incorporate that in the way that we live as a matter of fact there is a section in Africa that we um, built called the stone churches where uh, during the fourth century after uh, I believe there was a religious war um, after the, the the emperor I believe in um, Africa at the time had gone to Jerusalem was so moved came back and began to uh, build what's called these stone churches and beautiful stone churches that have been built in the the African continent and this was the fourth century way before what we know to believe 
what was given to us or handed down to us. So start doing a little bit more research. And again, I'm not saying this to say choose one specific religion. What I am saying is that we have always been spiritual people. We have always accepted that there is something higher, greater, that we are connected to, that we are a part of, that we belong to, that belongs to us, that is inside of us. And we have found different outlets to express that. We have danced it, we have sung it, we have played it in the drum, we have expressed it in our hair, we have expressed it in the way that we speak, the way that we draw, the way that we are still, the way that we communicate, the way that we meditate, the way that we pray. So what I am doing is calling you higher. I am not making this up. I am not. This greatness that I see us uncomfortable with belongs to us and it has belonged to us for many 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 years who else there is there is ah Lali Bela Lali Bela Lali Bela Lali Bela is a town in Ethiopia. It's a northern town in Ethiopia. Ethiopia. That's where the rock churches are. That's where the rock rock churches are in Lali Bela. So if you look that up, you'll find that we sculpted and and crafted and cultivated these houses of praise, worship, um, houses of adornment. And again, what I want us to understand here And what I want us to get comfortable with is that we have always been a dynamic people. We've always been a people of movement and rhythm and people that were absolutely able to burn up the dance floor and twerk out of control. So the question is, where do we start, right? How do we get comfortable with being great? Because great feels like and sounds like such a big word and it can be intimidating. There are folks that go, I know I'm not great. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pretty good, but great. You know, only special people are great. Only Martin Luther King was great. Only Oprah Winfrey is great. Only Obama is great. You know, those people are great. And I don't really know if there's a great gene. Um, and if there is, we all have it. I just think that some folks make better decisions. They make greater decisions. So... What we're going to do is choose to get comfortable with our greatness by possessing our power, by turning on the switch. It's flipping the switch. And power is an acronym that I came up with. Power is an acronym that I came up with. And the the acronym for power is purpose, objectivity, will, energy, ready. That's your power. The the purpose piece is really centered around how our kids and some of us as adults don't know our worth. As a matter of fact, we've trained ourselves so well to really ignore anything of value that when we start having worthy conversations, when we want to have detailed conversations about our future, about our lives, about how we want to live beyond just dreaming about what society says we should have, but what we really want, we resist, we reject, and we abandon it. 
we have no idea that we are all born with a purpose. And that purpose is really the reason why we live. That's the reason why we're put on this earth. The purpose is the expression of our greatness. The objectivity portion is beginning to make great decisions. And a lot of us, ooh, 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 don't know how to make the best decisions. Think about the last 10 decisions you've made, either involving your friends, your career, school, the person that you've decided to date, marry, have kids with, whatever. And think about the choice you made and how you got to that point. And what we need to be able to do is gain the ability to step outside of the situation and stop looking at it from, it's me, it's me, I want to do this, this is the way I feel, I want to I want to follow my heart. Sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's stepping outside of the situation and coming up with the best decision, the best decision. Objectivity says, listen, this isn't about you giving into what you want in this moment. It's about identifying how this moment is going to affect the rest of your life. Will is a lot like willpower. Will, I believe, mirrors faith in a lot of instances. Will affirms that you will. <laughs> I am, I can, I do. It does not support anything that lives in a lack territory. So when you have the will to be successful, the will to live out your purpose, the will to live a great life, you do not start speaking a language. You refuse to speak a language of thugism, thoughtism, I can't, I won't. You just won't speak that language. You won't live that life because you know it's going to rob you of the ability to change your world. And your world means the house you live in, on the block, in the city, in the state that you live in, that you occupy. Energy. I don't think we understand energy. We don't. We don't understand energy. We don't understand it even though it dictates how we behave. So if someone has negative energy, if someone has the ability to always persuade and pursue something that is not necessarily the right thing to do, we tend to get wrapped up in that. And that is just called peer pressure for every damn body. Everybody at some point is swayed to do things that aren't necessarily the best things for us to do. You all have to understand how a bad attitude will give you a bad life, a really, really dry life. Some of you right now have bad attitudes and they say it all of the time. Teens have bad attitudes. Women have bad attitudes. And those jokers have bad lives. You have got to learn to begin to force yourself to think higher so that you can produce better behavior, so that you can produce better energy. Ready, that's the R. Ready is about killing the procrastination. Ready is about killing the excuses. Ready is about getting rid of people who don't support that you are great. It's about getting rid of people who can't see past them being 15. You're going to be 16 next year. You're going to be 17. If you can't see past where you are, if you're so caught up in where you are right now, 
and you're not making plans to be successful, you're not ready to live a great life. You're stuck in the moment and stuck people don't move. Stuck people don't make money. Stuck people don't live great lives. That's just the truth. And stop thinking that you have to wait to become responsible, that you have to wait till you're 18 or 21 or 25 to 30 and, and or 30 and then make the decision. By then, someone else has already jumped in front of you. Someone else has already stolen your opportunity. Someone else has already begun to live the life that you are waiting to live. Contrary to popular opinion, being young doesn't give you the right to be dumb. Every minute of every day is either going to grow your life or blow your life. You've got to make a decision what you are ready for. We have got to ask ourselves, what are we preparing you for? And if you are ready, if you are ready to face the cold, cruel world with your current behavior, your current energy, your current lack of will, your current lack of objectivity, your current lack of knowing what your power is, what your purpose is. Get comfortable with greatness and take back your power. I want you to stand firm on your greatness. It's not fair for you to be in balance. It's not fair for you to know every song that demonizes and demonize meaning corrupts the spirit of who you are do you understand what I'm saying corrupts the spirit gets in your spirit gnaws at you where we create songs that really shine light on sexual perversion drug addiction alcoholism and we not cringe and go what is that going to do to me as a person? What is that going to do to my morality? I'm challenging you to even identify if you have morals. Right now, ask your, ask your daughter, ask your son. Son, daughter, ask your mother, what are your top five values, Ma? What are your top five values? Call your father. What are your top five values? Call your uncle, your aunt. What are your top five values? Mine, spirituality. Communication, loyalty, honesty. I've got a high, high, high value around accountability. Accountability. You are being held accountable for how you show up in the world. Listen, it's as simple as this. Until you become comfortable with your greatness, until you accept that there is a unique, divine, great entity that resides deep down in the depth of your being, no one will ever acknowledge that you are anything other than the way that you portray yourself. No one will ever accept that you are kingdom material. They will not see your inner king. They will not see your inner queen because people cannot see what you do not show them. People cannot see what you choose to deny. Stop denying your greatness. Stand firm. Trust and believe that you are purposed. You have a destiny to fulfill. You have something greater to live for. Start acting like it. Start living like it. 
I am telling you that you are great. But most importantly, I am speaking greatness into you. Everyone under the sound of my voice will stand up in their greatness, will begin to get comfortable with those things that they have been uncomfortable with. You will no longer accept any guy touching, feeling all over you, willing to record you and degrade you. You will not accept any girl allowing you to hit the street, hold down the block, drop out of school. You will not accept anyone calling you anything other than your name, King, Musa, Queen, Makeda, Purposed, Great, Accountable. You will not accept it. I speak purpose over your life. I I command the spirit of greatness to fall down on you. Regardless of what you believe, who you believe, in every spiritual practice, every spiritual bylaw, guideline, Quran, Bible, whatever you call it, we speak of you being created in the likeness and the image of the one true great I am. So you must profess, proclaim that I am great. I am purposed. If I sound old, outdated, whack, you can't relate to me. It's not me that you're not re relating to. It's the greatness in you that you're not relating to. Introduce yourself to the new great you. I believe in each and every one of you. Till next time. What's so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming. See our stripes and our scars. Perilous fight Our young men behind bars Gunned down in the night Is this red, white, and blue or Black, brown, and white Ask yourself, is it wrong Or is it right And we're blaming religion Why can't we all Try a little tenderness Yeah Hear our grievances See our despair Got to make it Every voice and sing mm, till earth and heaven ring with the harmonies of, of liberty.